just once again make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinemus Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. Cinemus Psyops. They heap weekly praise on such filth while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film.
Welcome to the 387th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who just cannot believe they are rounding the corner on 400 total weeks of their lives that they have wasted here. And also befuddled by just how much time we have spent doing this show all the way across the city of Omaha in his underground studio bunker is my co-host, Matt. Personally, I didn't think I'd live this long. <laughs> you thought I'd have to replace you with a more congenial co-host with a better heart? Uh, I just thought I'd die. I thought I would be dead. <laughs> so uh, that's why I always said the good times are going to last forever. I never knew I was going to live this long. Oh, Jesus. That's almost a fucking journey song. <laughs> uh, anyway, how's it going? Not too I, bad. I, I, Not too I bad. I was going to try to do a Steve Perry impression, but even then I was like, nah, I better, better lay off the journey. Yeah. If you're going to do a Steve Perry impression, you should just stop believing and not try to sing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You don't have the don't vocal. You, you just don't have the vocal range to do if, it. You just don't. If you keep egging me on, though, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you tried to do it. And then I was begging you to stop right there for yeah, just that I, moment. I, I know. I know. So we should need to stop talking about it because <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more I want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking fair. And that's not the worst thing that would happen to Journey considering their keyboard player is a trumper. So there you go. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is the toast terrible thing. <laughs> well, Steve Perry's long son since left Journey. He's yeah. doing his own thing now, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, he's he's out of there. Good, yeah. good for Steve Perry. <laughs> yeah, get away from I the mean, it's not even Journey anymore without Steve Perry. I mean, you can, how can they even call themselves fucking Journey? <laughs> well, they can still perform the songs, and the guy that they got doing yeah. the front man work now is quite the vocalist, so I'm not going to oh, bag on him at all. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's. It's just the keyboard is. It's a fucking asshole. Yeah, as far as I could tell, he's a trumper who got the band ripped off by uh, the trumpers that he surrounded himself with. So you know, well, he, of course, he, he got grifted. Yeah. Way, way to go, dipshit! <laughs> Look, we talked about it a bunch on this show. This is how it works. Yeah. You fuck around, you will find out. Yeah. You get the, hey, look, it's the consequences of my own actions. Woo. <laughs> Who would have thought that was going to happen to any of us, yeah, right? Right. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So we're still doing our deep dive box sets this week. That's the shit that people really want to hear about, not us waxing on about how we feel about things politically speaking. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, they want to hear. I don't know if they're going to want to hear about this movie, though. Jesus. <laughs> well, this is actually the very first film that our boy uh, Jose Ramon Larraz has ever filmed. This oh. is his absolute first, and this is actually a pretty solid first film, even though I'm going to have some problems with it, too. Absolutely, Matt. Yeah. Yes. I but mean, it, it, it's uh, I guess it's not the problems of, because he, I mean, it's all about the story that he's telling. So the story told is actually pretty good. It's just disturbing subject matter to to have to go through. That's, <laughs> that's true. That, that's not true. That the, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess we're, I'm kind of, you know. Well, the story, gonna, the story is also get, get a mess. in front of myself. The but story I just think is also a mess in how it is delivered yeah. and i think anybody would probably agree with you on that because it does yeah. jump around a little bit and take it, but a, take i thought he actually license. did pretty well for a first film oh yeah considering that it is a first film absolutely yeah. now when i watched yeah. this a lot of my problems with it and a lot of the complaints that i may have about it was me not realizing that this was one of laraz's first films ah uh, uh, and actually his actual first film the first film that he ever shot dude was yeah. 40 years old whenever he first started making movies i have no idea what he did before that but at 40 years old he's like fuck it i'm 
going to make sleazy movies. And the more I learn about this guy, the more I'm starting to think, hey, maybe this is a job for court psyops. Maybe maybe I should just start making sleazy sex movies in my 40s. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, it just goes to show your future's never really, you know, uh, uh, decided. You can always change. Yeah, you will You will be shocked at what you will be remembered for. In LaRaz's case, he's going to be remembered for a lot of these really violent uh, sex and uh, gore right. and violent films that he's made. And he's, he's, awesome. He, he really wanted to do some commentary on sadism. That's <laughs> we can get into that as well. Uh, we've done yeah. some of his other films. Uh, Black Candles, that was the one where we watched a goat fuck a lady. Oh, yeah. The goat <laughs> fucked a lady. Yeah. God almighty. Yeah, and then uh, we also did Symptoms, which had Donald Pleasant's daughter in it, and that was an excellent film. I think yeah. what he was trying to do in Whirlpool, he accomplished in Symptoms rather well. Yes, I think so. Uh, and yeah, well, I mean, we're, we'll get into it here. Yeah. I, I suppose it's kind of weird to just start talking about it in the intro. Well, uh, not, but not yes. necessarily because we're, this is actually introing the entirety of the box set. So we have to talk about oh. the man's career just a little bit. And That's true. If we're going to do well, it, we I, might I, as I well say we were... the one we're covering is his very first film that he's ever shot. That's all I want to yeah. mention. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> and besides, I got no other life stories to talk about. You know, my toilet yeah. tank that was cracked is all replaced with a brand new one. So that drama's out of my life. I'm, I'm I'm happy for that. Uh, work's still going great. I love all of my coworkers, even though I may not be a huge fan of my stack that I have to deal with and the source code that I'm dealing yeah. with. Uh, I'm slowly uncovering a lot of tech debt, my friend. A lot. A lot, huh? Like a lot, a lot. Like there's been a lot of cowboys up in that code. And uh, we're we're the ones that have to go in and patch up and mend those fences that they just kind of ramshot put up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is your life as an IT person. Person. Yeah. In any in any realm of IT, when you get into a new job, you're typically spending your first year cleaning up someone else's shit. <laughs> yeah, you are mucking out the stalls for a good portion of your first couple of years, especially when you get assigned a yeah. project that people haven't like left neglected for a little while too. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a president. The first 100 days is really just cleaning up everyone else's horse shit. <laughs> unless you're Trump, and then it's literally just shitting on everything that ever just, <laughs> came before. Yeah, you. it's it's then well, unless actually unless you're a Republican president it the last you know couple decades then you're just causing a lot more shit <laughs> that's fair we're back to the politics again and people back just to it. Let's, uh, we gotta get the fuck out of this man you know I'm, i can't help myself jesus <laughs> yeah i set you up for all of this it's fair that's fair <laughs> all right so the themes for the movie this week were really hard to kind of nail down so what i just kind of went with is like dark love anti-love not really love you got this wrong my god is this a bad decision and then all of the regret that comes from all of the bad choices that m you make in relationships because that's yeah. like as close to the theme of this movie that i could get yeah probably i mean that seems fair <laughs> so up first is going to be bad cop bad cop with anti-love song but before that we're gonna have the legion patreon ad and then after that we're gonna do the review of whirlpool the very first in the entry of blood hunger which is the jose ramon laraz box set this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, 
or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. I love song. Nice. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it fits because uh, what you think you're seeing in this movie isn't necessarily what you're getting, and uh, you're going to have a hard time enjoying and or explaining a lot of what's going on in Whirlpool. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. So let's start it, huh? Okay, Whirlpool, the first 20 minutes starts out dude paddling in a lake. Seems to be looking around for something. He doesn't seem, you know, he doesn't seem creepy at all. He Just fine, just fine. Yeah, creepy he's not little. looking at the water as if he may have drowned several kittens and wants to masturbate at the thought of it. Two ladies are in bed. Uh, they get out, we see some uh, boobs in that, so thanks, movie, right? It, yeah, naked ladies, uh, consensual nudity in that they are actresses who were told what was going to be filmed and what happened, and it's here for us to witness, so yeah. All good to say thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, one wants to leave. The younger lady of the two wants to leave, and uh, so they're going to leave. Uh, as they get ready to leave, the older lady reminds that uh, creepy bloke to stop at the shop so that they have groceries for the weekend. And she'll be working all day in the city. Well, she's in the city. She drops off that woman, and she walks into a photo shoot. And, well, there's dialogue, so that's our first clip. How's Theo? Fine. What's he doing now, then? Oh, he's down at the cottage, you know, doing the usual thing with the camera. You know what he is. Oh, kinky as ever, I suppose, eh? Well, you know he's very sensitive. And what are you doing these days, Sarah? Oh, well, lots of work, a little bit of play, you know, like I usually do. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, I'm sorry. Sarah, this is Tulia. Hello, pleased to meet you. Tulia's just a beginner. Perhaps Theo would like to take some pictures of her sometime. I'm sure he'd be delighted to. Theo is Sarah's nephew. 
a nice chap and a great artist. So we get kind of introductions to everybody. So that's kind of why I included that clip. Uh, so anyway, uh, we see Theo's just kind of, you know, he's uh, just kind of going through the woods. Uh, again, being creepy. Um, then he spends some time in a cemetery being creepy, watching an old dude play. A, I, I called it a flute. It's not a flute. I don't know what it is, but it, uh, for now on, I'm calling it a flute. Uh, so just. Yeah, it's like a piccolo or some shit. I don't piccolo, know. Yeah, but I'm calling it a flute. So fuck uh, it. Whatever. It's a woodwind instrument of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then the ladies are driving and well, there's more dialogue. So that's our next clip. It's very nice of you to invite me to your home, Sarah. I love the country. Me too. Theo and I live in a lovely spot. Right off the beaten track. Is it very much further? No, not far. About 20 miles. Eric said Theo is your nephew. Well, not exactly. He's a boy without friends or family. And I gave him a home. Theo is delicate and intelligent. He's a strange boy. Ideal for a person like me, who likes to live in solitude. I don't think I could stand anyone else. He wants to become a photographer? He is a photographer. A very good one. And most artistic. All my best pictures have been taken by Theo. So there's the so, uh, obvious ploy as to what's going on there. Yeah. He's not yeah, really I mean, her nephew. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, come on. You know, what is it about the olden days? Uh, like a lot of these movies we watch, especially ones made kind of in the 60s or 70s, where arbitrarily you meet someone for like a one minute and all of a sudden you're going to go spend the weekend at their house out the middle of fucking nowhere. Every fucking movie. <laughs> Every one of them. I guess people were a lot more free back in the swinging 60s. And then in the 70s, if you had cocaine and a hi-fi, that's all you needed to get a hot girl to come back to your pad. I guess. But yeah, man, holy shit. Like, it, it, I mean, even when I was in my 20s, if I met someone at a bar, they're like, hey, you want to spend the weekend at my cottage in the middle of nowhere? I'd be like, calm down, Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm, I'm not going there. No. I'm going to go home. Have yourself a fantastic day. Why is it automatically Jeffrey Dahmer? If you're getting picked up by someone, are you getting trolled by dudes to go to country cottages? I'm not understanding this scenario. Anybody. I just went with Jeffrey Dahmer just because, you know, there's been a lot of movies lately about him. So Right, right. So it could be this. There are it's just fresh killer. in my brain that, you know, it, it, right. when you're going to go serial killer who tries to get strangers back to their house, it, you know, I just go Jeffrey Dahmer. So basically, if someone's inviting you to a country villa, then they're a mass murderer. If I've never met them before and it's like... Like they're offering me that within five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. To me, that's what I think automatically. I would proceed with caution and arm myself to the teeth. I mean, that's not bad either. I mean, I guess if you want to just check out the cottage, you know, because maybe they're just good people who are like, come spend some time at this fucking really cool cottage. And, and you know, there you go. Well, maybe and, in my scenario, I'm Dexter and I'm hunting the hunters. Maybe. So uh, they get to the house, meet Theo, and they get inside and they're having some drinks and well, yeah, that's our next clip. <laughs> Theo passes most of his time vagabonding in the woods. I'm afraid I spoil him. Whiskey? Water. Yes, please. He's obsessed by photography. He's a bit of a bore at times. Has anyone phoned? No, at least not while I was here. Did you go to the village? Yes, and I put everything in the fridge. Oh, what beautiful photos. Did Theo take them? Yes, some of them. This one's great. That's one of Theo's. Who's this? Ah, that's Rhonda. Rhonda is a young Irish girl who lived with us for a time. Very beautiful. Divine, isn't she? Fabulous. I personally prefer Aunt Sarah. Much more photogenic. Eric's right. Theo's a fantastic photographer. Julia is just a beginner. 
I met her at Eric's studio this morning. I thought you could take some good pictures of her for her composite. Just like you did, you know, for Rhonda. Tulia is staying with us for the weekend. You wanted a fascinating subject to photograph. Well, I'm offering you this beautiful vision. So make the most of it. Yeah, you little shit. Make the most of it. Don't make me tell you twice. He seems rather ungrateful to his auntie buck partner. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, she's trying to help you out. She's bringing you hot babes for modeling shots yeah. and shit, dude. Stop being such a whiny little bastard. Right? And he's like, well, and, and like, oh, yeah, and Rhonda's very pretty. And he's like, wow, well, my auntie's so much better. And it's like, oh, God, you creep. Theo and Tulia, they have a little photo shoot in the woods, and he starts staring at her like a creep. Like, like not just like photograph you know, photographing her, but, like, really kind of disturbingly staring at her. Um, so then they kind of get separated, and she finds herself alone, and she's looking for him, like, hey, you know, where are ya? And he's like, well, I'm, you know, and she can't find him. Then all of a sudden, uh, we see some guy, and he's playing that flute again, uh, or he's not playing it, he's holding the flute, so we see who it is, and we're like, well, motherfucker, he's staring at her. Uh, he breaks a branch, she sees him, he runs runs uh thinking you know hey perfect crime i got away or whatever and uh theo comes up and she's like yeah no there was some dude here and he's like nah you you gotta be crazy and uh then they uh head back to the house and uh then they decide to head back to the house and that ends that first 20 minutes so there was our opening 20 minutes so some you know weirdness there you go yeah there's a whole bunch of something doesn't seem right and it's kind of obvious from what he's talking about that his auntie really isn't it his auntie this is just some kind of a sex game that they play where she pretends to be his aunt and they are fucking yeah yeah that uh that seems to be right <laughs> so far all the nudity that has shown up has been somewhat okay we, we yeah, we're, we're all yeah, every play. everything's everything's on the up and up so far no, nothing 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 terrible <laughs> and bonus points to laraz for giving us long leering looks at the older lady as much as we do all of the younger women that are in this everybody yeah. is just treated like the sexual object that laraz intends them to be in this that's um that's a fact yeah <laughs> you uh you are right <laughs> we can move you on are correct sir all right so in the next 20 minutes uh they head back to the house uh sarah is just kind of staring into nothingness so that's uh a little creepy as well um probably don't need all that creepiness in one house but hey what the, what, what, what are we gonna do uh they start drinking again and that leads to our next clip pass me your glass oops you'll make me drunk and would that really bother you? No, not really. And so? I just don't think I ought to. You sound as if you have reservations. Do you think I'm trying to corrupt you? You make me feel like the devil himself. Oh, no, please. It's just everything in this house is so strange. It makes me aware of things I wouldn't normally think about. I feel overpowered by you, Sarah. You know, I get the impression that all this has happened before. I feel as if I'm following in someone else's footsteps. Whose footsteps? Rhonda's. And for some unknown reason, whenever I think of her, shivers run down my spine. I think you're the kind of person who's inclined to be susceptible to atmospheres. Perhaps. Although my suspicions aren't based on anything definite, but rather on intuition. I sense an evil atmosphere of darkness in which strange, fearful powers predominate. Terrifying powers beyond all understanding. 
which can twist and torture you. So, uh, she's got a feeling like, hey, you know, I, I feel like I'm just one of the many women who you and your um, nephew have lured into this house. Sarah spends most of this night just staring at Tulia, and Theo's in his dark room developing some photos uh, and going through some film. And while he's doing this, there's a lot of sinister music being played, so that's kind of off-putting. Uh, when he's just developing photos, I really felt sometimes some of the music around here was uh, not well thought out about what they were doing. You know what I mean? I think they were trying to give you an overbearing sense of dread that he is so obsessed with whatever it is that he's doing photos of that you're yeah. supposed to wonder what the photos are of and yeah. why it's so ominous. But also, you're so just supposed to not feel comfortable for the young lady in this scenario. You're supposed to feel don't. like something bad is going to happen to her and you're just kind of waiting to see what it's going to be. Yeah, okay, I get that. I just thought it was kind of a, a weird moment yeah they're overselling but, it the music is overselling what's supposed to be ominous about this yeah. sequence and so it, it just doesn't quite work but then it's probably just the choices of a first-time filmmaker you know probably yep but uh so i won't uh i won't give him too much shit on that one yeah uh all right so um, then he gets done and he heads back up to the room and he heads upstairs. Uh, he locks his room. So that's also kind of off-putting that he locks his dark room. Makes me, makes you wonder what the hell's going on in there. So at least that part was like, okay, well, what the fuck are you doing in there? What, what are the pictures like in there? Because it's a little creepy that you're locking it. Um, <laughs> right. if someone no locks one. their dark room like that, it's bad. Well, if someone locks their dark room like that, they also may just be trying to protect photos that are developing and or film that is developing or something along those lines. I don't, I don't trust it. You could easily put, put a note up on the door saying, hey, don't open, you know, doing pictures. Yeah, but you could also still lock it. Like you lock it so where no one can come in while you're doing that stuff. That makes sense. But locking it so that no one will ever be allowed in there. That's what's ominous. It doesn't matter what room it is. If you lock it so that no one else can ever go in there. Yeah. What, what is it you're trying to keep so secret in there yeah yeah uh, yeah what's what do you what do you got going on yeah what, what, are you what, do you th what do you think you're doing in there yeah creep they have some more drinks and then tulia is getting ready to get some cigarettes out and sarah's like no have some of my special cigarettes and you're all of a sudden like well what's so special about them and i, I think are they trying to say they're weed that's the only thing that i could kind of think or that yeah. they're special cigarettes and that they contain some type of something besides tobacco that like some sort of like something to get you horny or something i don't know yeah it possibly like maybe there's something like that that's laced in the cigarettes but it also could just be them trying to get something like a spanish fly into this lady yeah, I mean, because they all smoke the same cigarette, so obviously it's nothing that's going to knock you out, but maybe it's just supposed to be Randy or some shit like that. <laughs> right, like it's amyl nitrate-laced cigarettes or some yeah, shit, who knows? Yeah, something. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But, <laughs> they're they're you know, doing they're poppers only... while they smoke cigarettes or some bullshit, who knows? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing something weird around here. <laughs> so then Aunt Sarah, she breaks the silence, because there is a long time of un some uncomfortable silences here. Well, she breaks it, and that's our next clip. Rhonda and I often used to go for long walks in the woods. The lake terrified her. I never could understand why she was so frightened. She found it so sinister. It is. Well, I didn't mean that exactly, but it's a place where reality and fantasy mix. It's the lake. It's like a dark mirror. Full house. Oh, fed up with this. There's no excitement. You win every round. Well, that's the way it is. Quite frankly, I'm enjoying myself. Well, I'm not. Listen, I have an idea that might cheer up this funeral party. Pass me the cards. Now, it's quite simple. 
but this time the wager will be rather original. He who has the lowest hand must take off the article of clothing that the person holding the highest hand commands. So they play this weird game of strip poker, and, you know, everyone gets into various stages of nudeness, so they seem to be enjoying themselves, so thank you, movie. Ladies and gentlemen, this is also a little bit of a grooming thing that they're doing, too. They're getting her used to more and more sexualized behavior around, like, them as a group. Yes, that is also a fact. She is not doing any of this unwillingly, and she doesn't seem like she's all that manipulated into it, and she is an adult of sound mind, so with whatever choices she makes, she makes, but they are easing her into it. Yeah, they're easing her into a threesome. (laughs) Is what they are trying to do, yes. That that is definitely what the plan is. And if you can't pick up on that by now sitting at that table, I don't know how to help you anymore. If you didn't pick up on that, like, the first 20 minutes before they started with the fancy special cigarettes and the fucking strip poker that is clearly engineered to make the girl get naked, yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, I just can't. I I can't help you. All right? You're you're a little too naive for the world, and it will you know, you need to be protected. Right. If it's not obvious to you in this film, then you should probably not go away to someone's country cottage without being armed to the teeth for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Do not go away because, yeah, that shit will it'll go poorly for you. Yeah, you're way too innocent. And why are you even listening to this show? Yeah. Why are you listening to this show? You know what? Get your parents on the phone. We need to talk to them. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Sarah gets up and she whispers a little something to Theo and then she goes to bed and, you know, Tulio was like, hey, what was that? And she's like, ah, don't worry about it. And so then Tulio and Theo, they start messing around as Sarah's just staring at a mirror. Uh, Theo then gets some performance issues and that's our next clip. What's the matter? Did I do something wrong? No, it's me that's wrong. Everything's just fine. It always happens like this. That's not playing fair, Theo. You get me all worked up, and for what? It's nothing to do with you. The same thing happened with Rhonda. With Rhonda? What happened with Rhonda? It's nothing. Forget it. Why? What's all the mystery about her? This whole house is like a monument to her. Theo, what did happen to Rhonda? Why did she leave? So then we cut to Sarah. She's getting ready for bed and she's staring at pics of Rhonda and she starts kind of almost crying in bed. By the way, uh, every fucking it. pic of Rhonda is naked. So every time we see yeah. that, thank you, movie. There, there you go. Yeah, because, you know, she seems to be somebody who is in these photos for a particular reason. Right. So uh, then uh, then we see a flashback of Theo and Rhonda hooking up. And and th- that goes on for a little bit. And then it seems like Tulia is having a nightmare. And then all of a sudden she sees Rhonda in her in the in the window and then Rhonda kind of shows up uh right by her bedside and touches her hand and there's blood on it. But then they start kissing and making out and Tulia kind of grabs the back of Rhonda's hair and all of a sudden lifts up and it's a wig. And all of a sudden we see Theo laughing at her and she's like, oh, holy shit. And kind of, you know, freaks her out. Uh, and that ends that 20 minutes. I'm going to say since that was a dream, the nudity in there is OK. And you can say thank you, movie, if you want. Thank you. Yeah, uh, there you go. Thank you, movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> really, if it's in a film and the actors are OK with it and you know that the actors are OK with it, it's still technically a thank you movie. But the context of the scene is what ruins it for you and you probably shouldn't enjoy it yeah you really shouldn't because yeah. context is that yeah they're bad things or bad things are about yeah but i mean who hasn't had sex nightmares or wet nightmares i jesus christ i mean all the time it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> it's the only way matt gets off these days it's a fear boner I, <laughs> it's, 
that's all that's happening around here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I this is what I'd like to hypothesize here. I think uh, that the auntie basically said, you know, get her warmed up and then bring her up to my room. Yes. I think that's exactly what it was supposed to be. Also clip. Yeah. Get her warmed up and then bring her to my room. God damn it. Now I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only ah, using the one that you said. You're a bitch. <laughs> No one's arguing that. <laughs> but uh, so that's what he was supposed to do. They were supposed to yeah. get going. And then like somehow he was supposed to coerce her upstairs as well. And I think the auntie basically relies on this guy who's supposed to be like this irresistible pretty boy that like every girl must love. Right. When I'm just like, I mean, he is just I didn't think anything to write home about. Right. I don't get it either. But yeah. for right. whatever reason, our main character that we are following here seems to be into him as well and like really into him because she wanted to throw down so much so that she expresses her disappointment that she was all worked up without any release yeah man she's she's like she was starting to sound like a frat bro be like this isn't fair you got me all worked up i was like jesus lady stop it right no means no she all but said look i have a white on yeah yeah. i don't want to get the blue ovaries from this so you better do something about it It's like, hey, lady, no means no. <laughs> a lot of clips in here and a lot of things that we shouldn't really be discussing anyway. But anyway. No, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, but I, I like that the lady actually expresses sexual desire and talks about yeah. the disappointment and how, you know, she's all worked up. And I think that basically what he was supposed to do from this all worked up thing was like. Is take bring her, her to the, Sarah's room. The, yeah, right. And then Sarah will take care of it. And he just likes to watch. That's his That's yeah. his thing. We'll see that yep. later on that that's definitely what's going on or what the plan normally is. Yeah, I is. mean, later later on, she's gonna Sarah's gonna say that exact thing is that he was supposed to bring her up to the room, right? So right, right. Yeah. but it's pretty obvious that that's what the ploy was. But because she starts talking about Rhonda, his entire mood changes, and even though he physically isn't you know aroused and ready to go, he was ready to go for everything else because he just likes to watch, and that's the obvious thing. And yeah. so uh, when she brings up this Rhonda lady that went missing. His his demeanor changes like he just completely loses interest and you see if you pay attention a flash of guilt on his yes. face when she brings up Rana and starts talking about why she left yeah okay we're good yeah, I can, so, I can yeah, stop yeah. talking so about he, that 20 yeah, minutes yeah he there's something going on here yeah and, he is uh, sus as fuck and it's it's dubious as to whether or not Sarah knows anything is all I'm saying yeah yeah I don't know if Sarah knows anything and in fact you're gonna find out she doesn't know shit uh anyway so we start the next 20 minutes with a man named Mr. Field in his office and an officer visits him and then there's two other scenes after this. It's all rolled into one pretty big size clip. Our biggest clip in the night. Good morning. Good morning, Inspector. Please sit down. Thank you. I'd like to ask you a few questions, Mr. Field, concerning this person. A young Irish girl by the name of Rhonda. Rhonda Clive. Does the name mean anything to you, Mr. Field? Yes, of course it does. And you know it. Cigarette? No, thank you. Fine. That makes things easier. What precisely do you want to know, Inspector? Rhonda Clive has disappeared. I want you to tell me when you last saw her, Mr. Field. Nothing's been seen of her in the past few weeks. Knowing your relationship with the person in question, I thought it was best to speak to you personally and privately. Last night I was waiting for you both to come to my room. 
Didn't Julia want to? No. It was my fault. I messed things up. I think we're rushing things a bit too much for Julia. You know, I don't think she's going to be as good as Rhonda. But with a bit of coaxing, we might get a few kicks out of her. Wait until tonight. I think she's got the idea by now. Just leave it to me. I'll get her warmed up during the day. I promise you an extra special session for tonight, Auntie dear. Do you really think so? Oh, I know so. She'll soon learn that a threesome can be even more exciting. She's a very sexy girl and no fool. Let me take care of things and she'll soon surpass your darling Rhonda. Tell me, Theo, did she come to collect her suitcases? Hmm? Who? Rhonda. Don't you remember? She said she'd come back for them. It's strange she hasn't returned. Were you shocked by last night's goings-on? I know I should have been, but I wasn't. You know, life is like a delicious ripe fruit. You have a limited time in which to eat it. If you waste that time, you run the risk of never being able to finish it. And that would be a shame, believe me. One must try and get the utmost out of life without trying to understand the whys and the wherefores of everything. Do you know what I think, Theo? I'm taking Rhonda's place, and not very successfully. What do you mean? It's true. I'm a woman, and I understand other women. You refer to Aunt Sarah? Of course. She's in love with Rhonda. You formed a perfect trio capable of getting everything out of life you wanted. And I'm the intruder, incapable of fitting in. Sometimes I think Rhonda's nothing but a ghost who haunts this house. What's all this? I'm a photographer. I didn't come here to be photographed. Everything here is photographable. At least that's the way I see it. Your friend Patterson gave me your address. Pat? Yes. He said I'd find her here. Find who? Rhonda, the young Irish girl that you invited here to take photos of. I can't understand why Pat should say such a stupid thing. Well, that's what he said. And that's the longest clip of the day, but all of it was pretty important shit going on. So we Wake see up, Sarah. What? Wake up, everybody. <laughs> Everyone awake? Well, we see Sarah has no idea what's going on. She thinks but something obviously has happened to Rhonda. And I don't believe Rhonda has gone to Italy. And so uh, Sarah well, has know no for, idea. Yeah, You know for a fact that the little snot-nosed fucker is lying because he says she only spent two days with them. And yeah. if there are suitcases and a bunch of other shit, and as long as all those photos are there, and as much as Auntie is obsessed with her, it has to have been longer than just two days. Well, also he lied in which we you know Auntie said she didn't take her bag. And he said, I took her with her two bags. Yeah, he's a lying little shit. Yeah, he's a lying little shit. Something weird's going on. Yeah, he's trying to cover something up. It's obvious. Yeah. Tulia and fucking uh, shit stain. They get back to Aunt Sarah's house and they can see a note. She, uh, Sarah went to the village. So Theo, he's going to go work in his dark room. Tulia, she says she wants to go and watch him work. And he gets all bitchy about it. How no one's allowed into his dark room. Not even Aunt Sarah. So after he goes in, Tulia, she goes up to the attic and investigates it. She finds baby dolls nailed to the wall. And then she finds a chest with a mannequin parts in it and a wig. 
Much like the wig in her nightmare. Then the door to the attic closes and it locks her in as she's trying to get out. Uh, we see Sarah getting home looking for Tulia. And Theo comes up and goes, yeah, I thought she was here. And they go looking around. And they go into Tulia's room and she's on the bed. And she was like, oh, yeah, I, I just fell asleep. And, you know, she was, you know, being trickster there. However, Theo hears the door. And he goes up and he checks the attic door and he sees it's kind of a jar and he thinks that's fucking weird. Uh, and so he knows something's up. It's always weird when a door turns into a jar. A jar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, later on in town, Theo and Tulia are buying some of those special cigarettes from a guy. And uh, they decide they're leaving the cafe, all three of them. And they get to the car and we see the old guy playing his flute again. And Theo's disturbed by this. So they drive away. Then Theo turns down a dirt road. And the other guy's at the back seat, and he pretty much starts molesting Tulia really badly. And then That's they straight up the sexual car. assault, like right oh, yeah. from the start. Yes, just terrible. And then they the, the car stops. She runs out, and he pretty much strips her down and starts violating her with his hands. Uh, he's a piece of shit. And then they allow he allows her to get up. This all while Theo's taking pictures. Uh, he then gets up and runs back to the car with Theo, and they start driving away. She's chasing him. And After all stopped. that, she doesn't want them to leave her alone out there. Well, yeah. She, I mean, she's cold, and she doesn't have any clothes. That's they fair. stop. Yeah. They stop and they cover her up and he goes hey I got some great shots of you that's what this is for and she's pissed and wants to go back to London that's the end of that 20 minutes as we go into 30 so now we're starting to see that Theo's into some really really sick bad shit yeah that was pretty fucked up yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> well, the idea is that um, Theo has a very serious voyeuristic tendency because he can't do the things that he likes to do or wants to do himself. And so if he wants to photograph a woman during her assault and then the fear of being abandoned naked in the cold, he very clearly has some issues he needs to work through with himself. Yeah. And this was sexual assault straight up. Oh, straight up this was sexual assault. With photographic evidence of her being yeah. sexually assaulted. The, yeah, th- th- those two motherfuckers should be in jail. The way that she goes back to the villa with him and is back with Sarah and everything, there's a bit of a stretch here where you have to just kind of believe that she would. Yeah, that she forgave him. Because, yeah, it's it's almost like when we, just so everyone understands, when we go to the scene, it's like this never happened, this particular scene. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it just got shoved in there later and yeah. they tried to make it seem like it would make sense. Yeah, uh, because no one knows like it's never mentioned again and sarah is completely enthralled by theo again so it's all fucking yeah you you just don't know why yeah so it's either that sarah herself is got some other baggage and issues going on to this point where she is used to this type of mistreatment and and forgive it a little too easily or the movie just just doesn't know what the fuck it's doing with this plot it was a mistake by a first-time filmmaker. <laughs> That's what I think. I, I would hope, yeah, because you, you would have some type of response after something like yeah, that. Yeah, I you mean, would why live. would you want to be back in this home? If she goes from wanting to go back to London that moment and, like, fuck your photos, I want to go back to London, to never talking about going back to London again. If we could say, perhaps, that maybe she is doing all of this because she was familiar with Rhonda and is investigating, it would make more sense why she would endure this type of mistreatment in such a way. Way to yeah, keep going because she, she's trying to find out what happened to Rhonda, who is someone 
that she cares about, maybe. maybe you but know? she's not. She doesn't know who Rhonda is. Right, so. right. Like, so there's a lot of leaps that this film is going to start making from this point on, which you have to just kind of either go with or you're going to hate the movie, basically. Because where it goes from here, uh, it feels like a complete 180 and it just like retcons a bunch of shit in for you. And it's either the issues of a first-time filmmaker or maybe this film got fucked with. I don't know, but it's going to get a little confusing yeah. and weird and a bit frustrating. But don't now, you know what though? Just from this, everything after this all kind of adds up. If they would never have had this scene, this particular one, I think the only uh, reason they did it was to show that fine. it's a, a repetitive behavior because of things yeah, that get because revealed of later. What? Yeah, what gets revealed later. So yeah, it's they're going to introduce these the the other character who sold the cigarettes, or as I call him, Red, because he's he's a ginger. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I don't know. It's just it is. I I, I will. Freely it's, admit it is frustrating yeah. at this point to not get what the fuck they're trying to do for a couple of scenes. And if you just took this scene out, this movie, you would not have that madness because it, it, everything would still line up. If you could have somehow introduced Red in a different way, uh, that that would have been the way to do it instead of having this scene. Yeah, we can move on. I'm done. We can we uh, can let's finish this off. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so uh, Theo is developing film, and you're seeing photos of uh uh. Uh, Tulia looking, you know, shocked and scared and shit, and it's it's not good. Um, Sarah and Tulia talk, and again, this is madness in our next clip. Theo, Rhonda, and I spent many intimate hours in this house together. Intimate hours? Like those of last night, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? Me, yes, but I don't know whether Theo did. Or he did. Theo's a little peeping Tom. He enjoys these situations. It's the only thing that makes him get excited. I don't know, though. I got the impression it was my fault. He's a very sensitive boy, and I hope I didn't upset him. In the art of lovemaking, Theo is not exactly a Don Juan. It wasn't your fault. You're a really wonderful girl. And I'm sure that between the two of us, we can make something of it. And then the three of us will really be able to enjoy ourselves. Enjoyment without reservations of any kind. Yeah, she's so concerned about poor Theo, even though he basically yeah. let her be violated and was going to abandon her naked. And talks about how much she enjoyed the night before and how great everything was and that she wants him to enjoy it again. You know, it's just, it's fucking weird. Yeah, and isn't this the sequence where they're talking about the sex they had and then we get a flashback to actually watch it while they're talking about it? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that was something else. Yeah, but we do see them all getting together with him filming them at some point. Uh, yes, yes. That's coming up. Okay, never mind. They, no, let's yeah, move on. We're, but anyway, Julia so apparently, Sarah hook up. Apparently, yeah. they're already having sex. Except that because of what happened last night. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like that sequence before where she gets assaulted while being out with the cigarette man during the day was literally just shoehorned in there at the wrong time. I think so. I really do. I think uh, I think they really wanted to introduce Red and try. It's almost like they shot the movie and then go uh, after the ending sequence. They went, "Wow, we really want to set up Red more because you only see him in this ending sequence." All right, well, let's put. And we have no idea what he does. Let's let's shoehorn this in here and show how this is a pattern. Yeah. Okay. We can. We gotta get. We're, we're yeah. obsessing about this. We need to move on. I, it's it's because it is so. It's why I mean, we're obsessing about it because it is so shoehorned in. Anyway. Yeah. All right, so later on, uh, this is like right after this now, but we were just talking about Theo is photographing Tulia and Sarah just going at it. 
straight up boning. It is that this is thank you movie. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of people out there that'll say that they can't enjoy watching an older woman with a younger woman. But uh, I would say that your search history on you porn is probably going to tell the difference on that one, folks. Yeah. So don't even try it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was actually pretty erotically filmed and for a first time filmmaker, rather well lit and shot and, and quite impressive. And you can see where LaRaz's skill is going to be coming in later on. Yeah. So, uh, while this all happened, we see Mr. Fields is snooping about outside the house. Uh, then more Sarah and Tulia going at it. Uh, then they, Sarah instructs Theo to get over onto the bed. They start, both start just attacking him, uh, start fucking him. And so he bones them both. So they have a threesome. So obviously now he doesn't have the performance issues now. Uh, can we just point something out here real quick? Go ahead. Uh, he starts with Sarah and they're getting Sarah literally grabs him and attacks him, which again, just causes you massive confusion. Right. But he's actually starting to pump away on her. And then all of a sudden, Tulia just grabs him and starts making out with him and pulls him off of her. Yeah. Onto her, onto herself. Now, each of these women were laying there very disappointed that they weren't getting the sex from him at the same time the other one was actually getting sex from him. They're still trying to portray this guy as some kind of like God's gift to sexually free women everywhere in some way, shape or form where they're both disappointed and very left out of the threesome, you know? Yes. So I don't think these people know how threesomes work because like everybody's supposed to be working with everybody. Yeah. I mean, for doing these threesomes a lot, they sure haven't perfected them. (laughs) Right. Like maybe it's just me watching too much porn (laughs) as a perverted fucking old man. But, uh, can can you ever watch too much porn? Yes, you absolutely can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Absolutely can. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes, you absolutely can. Yes. But the point I'm trying to make here is it doesn't seem like uh, they're doing it in such a way as that. So no one feels left out. That's the important thing that I'm getting at is when you have multiple partners all going at it at once, you don't want to have anybody being just left laying there feeling left out. Yeah, this is this is true. (laughs) You know, because that person then has to go like make a sandwich and watch. And he wants to be that person that makes a sandwich and watch and wants to be left out. But the women are both hurtful when they're using the man to be the other to make the other person be left out in this sequence that's that's he's pretty much what it seems like is he's pretty much a sex toy nobody wants to take turns (laughs) right right that's how it goes basically yeah we can move on i'm done i'm just saying all right uh, so then after, after going, Fields accidentally kicks a bucket and Theo hears it. So he gets dressed and he goes outside to investigate and he, we see Fields runs to his car and gets in and all of a sudden Theo pops up from the backseat and stabs him a shit ton, killing him. Uh, so then we cut to the next morning and Tulia wakes up and Sarah's still asleep and she sees Theo's keys to his dark room are on the floor. So she picks it up, gets dressed and goes to check it out. In the dark room, she finds photos of Rhonda with Red, and then we get a flashback of Red and Rhonda kind of hooking up in the woods, very consensual, all while Theo takes pictures. It seems like she wants to be there. But then the old man who played the flute all the time, he shows up, and Red threatens Rhonda with a knife unless she lays there, and the old man rapes Rhonda. And after raping her, Rhonda kind of freaks out, and I don't think it was on purpose, but she like freaks out, and they weren't careful with the knife, and they accidentally stab her killing her and they dump her body in the lake you know where he's always on there we cut back to present time and theo shows up right behind tulia and that is our final clip do you know what happens to curious little girls who play with fire 
The proverb says that they burn their fingers, Tulia dear. Naughty little girl, taking advantage of my carelessness to stick your pretty little nose into my affairs. But this time I shall be quite sad. Ah, yes, Tulia. Indeed, very sad. Very much more so than last time. And I was very fond of Rhonda. But with you, well, it's different. But why did you do it, Theo? Why? No, you'd never understand, my love. One must be blessed with a special kind of awareness to relish in suffering. No, no, you'd never understand my explanation. Huh. What a dick. So, uh, she, like, throws some, like, a bucket of, like, the water that he puts the photos in on him, and she escapes. He chases her, gets her up against a tree outside, and he's like, hey, kiss me, like, you, you know, like, you kiss Sarah, and they start making out. And as she's kissing him, like, begging him, like, I'll never tell anybody, he stabs her repeatedly, killing her. Roll credits. Yeah, literally, that's how the film ends. He stabs her a bunch. She falls over into a pile of mud. You're, like, waiting for something else to happen, some kind of retribution. He even kisses her after she's fucking dead and a corpse hanging off of that log. Then she falls to her death, and it's, like, this real dour, down fucking ending that really doesn't quite make sense, other than there just wasn't going to be a happy ending for this girl because she ignored way too many fucking red flags. Yes, way too many red flags. You can't ignore that many red flags. It's going to be bad things. (laughs) This is why you never go away to someone's house for the weekend with them without arming yourself to the teeth exactly especially if you've just met them that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah this was a bit frustrating and a bit uneven and just kind of went all over the place and i feel like they should have shown the flashback while she was being chased and if they were really going to do this then the redheaded guy that was assaulting her and then her being stabbed while promising she'll never tell they should have just done that all at once it would have had a lot more impact it would have been a lot more disgusting and would have showed that once they got a taste of this rape and murder fest with the women that they're going to continue doing it, which is something that serial killers would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do that with this guy, but like they were a team. So why not have the redhead just be involved with this now, too? Yeah, right. So right. it's all it's all bad. Um, it's it's a bummer ending again uh, for a first time filmmaker. Uh, this was actually really good, uh, you know, for uh, his first film, like well put together. Uh, it is a hard subject matter. So you're, you're kind of nervous on that. But uh, so, you know, trigger warning for anybody else. But I mean, really, it wasn't it was a, a well acted movie. Uh, it, the story was good all the way up until, you know, just they had to shoehorn red in there. And that's about it. Just makes it massively confusing. Yeah, you could not have him in there at all, and the sequence could have just been, um, well, the guy still needed to have somebody be photographed, but you could have shown the guy red at the bar. They didn't have to have the whole her being attacked, unless they moved that to right before where she is killed, and then that makes it even darker, like I said. But otherwise, Mm -hmm. it I don't know why. It doesn't make sense to have that sequence be where it is at all. Yeah, it does not. Yeah, it just just doesn't work. Especially with the very next sequence, she is enamored by him and wants him to terribly so right unless they already established that there is something in her past that has her believe that behavior like this is okay but yeah they don't establish it they don't explain it it just doesn't make sense and it does kind of stop the film dead for a moment and then the down the like serious down dour ending like if you're gonna go for it just throw it all together at once including what happens to her with the assault just get it all together at once and make us feel terrible about humanity yeah 
Yeah, just make us, if you're going to make us feel bad, just like, you know, get it over with. <laughs> Don't ease me into feeling like shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Other than that, I, I, everything that we talked about, like the cinematography is gorgeous. The way things yeah. are put together, uh, as far as the actual editing between scenes for cutting things together is good. It's just the story moments that are a little bit confusing. I think they should have shown the reveal, like I said, yeah. and then um, she goes off with him to go get cigarettes or something like that, like they were going to do. Then the assault happens, and then she basically promises when they pick her back up that she won't say anything about what happened to her. She finds out about the stuff because she yeah. wants to investigate finally because she knows something horrible is happening. Then he catches her investigating, chases her down, and kills her just like that. Like, yeah, boom. Like, <laughs> agree. I mean, I mean that just works. But you know, listen, I, I and also let's let's give the acting some props. I thought it was a well acted movie too. So yeah, there is definitely some deep issues that are just under the surface with Sarah's character where uh, yeah. she doesn't want to admit anything about herself to anyone and she is using this damaged young gentleman to be able to predatorily seek out lovers but mm -hmm. she picks them out herself she just uses him to help ease them into having sex with her yeah yeah and it's uh it's not healthy that's yeah it's a, it's a bit of a weird uh, dynamic and there's a lot of using of people uh, it's not like, you know, uh, not recognizing people as being people. You're just using them as much as you can. Yeah. There's a lot of manipulation and just kind of trying to just maneuver people into, uh, your life in a way that you want them to be where it's not just, just be, just be frank about it. Like if she would have approached yeah. the young lady said, Hey, you want to come for a weekend of drinking and debauchery and just see what happens. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, you're going to get turned down. We get into some shit in the goddamn woods. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like basically drinking and debauchery. That's what that's what we're into for the weekend. What do you think? Yeah, you know? yeah. What's are you into it? You know how you feeling? Yeah, you know you're around a bunch of models. You maybe ask like let's say you ask ten of them, right? And like yeah. nine of them turn you down, but one says yes, and they're already game for it, and they know what's going to happen before the weekend even gets going. Then go for it. That's the win. Yeah. <laughs> Concentrate on the one who says yes, not on the few who said no. Yeah, and don't don't do this like meet my nephew who's this adorable guy, and then manipulation just. Just fucking put your cards on yeah. the table. It's a lot easier. And he ain't that adorable, people. So let's, <laughs> let's pump the brakes on that one, too. Yeah, let's just fucking pull the ripcord on this one, and then we'll uh, get out, do a PSYOP news, and just be done for the fucking day. Yeah, I'm into it. All right. For the transitional song, we're going to have Morphine and All Wrong, because everything that was happening in this movie was all wrong. All wrong. All wrong. When we come back, we'll have some PSYOP news.
Springsteen's a band that maybe not everybody that's listening to the Pirate Radio Edit is going to be into. Maybe, you know. I could get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely down with it. I, I dig a lot of what Morphine does. I'm, I'm like not a huge fan of theirs, but I mean, when I want to just listen to something that's chill, which isn't very often, I'm probably going to turn to Morphine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up to when you name. don't need uh, a man screaming into your ear at that very moment, you might listen to this. <laughs> Well, let's break everybody out of this chill moment and give them some PSYOP news. comes from our man Robert in the field. Our man in the field, Robert. He must have an incredibly long penis. Ooh, I doubled up on that one. Yeah, you did. Well done. Looking to watch porn in, in Louisiana? Expect to hand over your ID. It's from the NPR. Um, websites showcasing adult-only content, verifying your age by typing your birth date and clicking go is deemed a simple process. But in Louisiana, that is no longer the case. Yeah, As of January... Worst job ever. <laughs> As of January 1st, 2023, people in Louisiana will need to present proof of their age, such as a government-issued ID to visit and view pornographic websites like Pornhub, YouPorn, and RedTube. This is like traces of death fucked a porno. The controversial law known as Act 440 requires adult websites to screen their visitors using reasonable age verification. The new law applies to any websites whose content is at least 33.3% pornographic material that is harmful to minors. It welcome to the fucking... Welcome to the... Welcome to the fucking internet. According to the bill signed last June, the law doesn't specify how the 33.3% would be calculated. Quote, any commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on the internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform reasonable age verification methods to verify the age of individuals attempting to access the material. The bill states. Man, and people wonder why they're done with government. I mean, holy shit, that is so much double speak in that fucking thing to make a bill. It almost makes your head go fucking loopy. (laughs) They're perfectly okay with underage girls being assaulted by their fucking constituents, but the minute anyone tries to view porn that was filmed of consensual acts between two adults for an adult who is consenting to view it, you know, it's not the responsibility of government to verify the age. It's to make sure that anyone who has an internet endpoint doesn't let anyone and get to those sites if yeah. they don't want them to view it. That's how it's supposed to work. Louisiana <laughs> Governor John Bell Edwards' office did not immediately respond to NPR's request for comment on how those without a valid driver's license or other government issue ID can access online porn in Louisiana. Representatives at Pornhub, YouPorn, and RedTube did not immediately respond to NPR's request for comment on Louisiana's new law. Concerns grow about pri- online privacy with the new law. As with any form of online verification in which you enter sensitive data such as your driver's license information, address, phone number, social security number, concerns grow as to whether your information is fully protected against security breaches and hacks. And with yes, Louisiana's new... sex by sticking an erect penis into a vagina. That is true. I heard about that. I read that in a book. And with Louisiana's new law, experts argue that the verification process could potentially come with serious privacy risks for users. Uh, Jason Kelly, the Associate Director of Digital Strategy at the Electronic Frontier Foundation, told NPR that it's reasonable for consumers to have concerns about their privacy when it comes to sharing private information with third parties, especially when there's no guarantee that the data won't be retained. All right, all this is going to do is just ruin the day 
of every fucking boomer that's out there trying to look at porn because they don't know how a VPN works. Any fucking kid that wants to see this shit is going to know how a VPN works. They're going to yeah. have shit together and they're going to know how to fake that they're old enough to get yeah. onto these fucking sites. All they're doing is fucking over their own constituents and making it harder for them to get porn on the internet. It's because they're dumb. Quote, there is ex- it, there there is the explicit intention in the law that verifies and websites that are using age verification should not retain your information, Kelly said. But users don't have a lot of guarantees that it will happen and the data will be removed or deleted and won't be shared with or used in other ways, he added. The new law aims to hold adult websites accountable. Representative Lori Siegel, the bill's sponsor, emphasized in a tweet last week before the law went into effect that age verification is a must to protect children from the dangers of online pornography. Online pornography is extreme and graphic and only one click away from our children. This is not your daddy's playboy, Siegel tweeted. Uh, adding that what the law- sites are they going to for this extreme and graphic porn? Because I would like to see it. <laughs> Just if you would tell us the sites. Could you give us so the sites? So I know sites. to stay away from it. <laughs> right. So that I don't go there. Because I don't want that. I do want to see that. Show me those sites. <laughs> I have such sites to see with this extreme Louisiana, graphic yeah. porn. All Louisiana is all of Eclipse. Louisiana is the first U.S. state to implement age verification to view adult online content. Other states, such as California, have passed similar laws restricting minors' access. In Washington, D.C., Senator Mike Lee of Utah introduced a bill last month that would similarly require age verification, but on a national level. Additionally, he introduced a bill to change a definition of what is considered obscene under the Communications Act of 1934. So there you go. Everyone start getting, if you don't already, start using your own VPN. Yeah, and if you don't They're know how to use not a VPN, that expensive, yeah, and it's and really everything's going to be fine. Yeah, and if you're really, really good at it, you can actually create your own VPN using yeah. some of the same open protocols that all of these places you're paying for go to. Yeah. <laughs> oh brother i just i don't know man like for a party that's supposed to be all about like shrinking government they sure make a lot of decisions about people's personal lives that include what the government can and can't do about it the republican party is not about shrinking government the republican party is about getting government bigger into your home into your bedroom if you're you know unless you're straight then they're fine but if you like anything other than the default of what they consider the default you are gonna have a problem well and also they want to make sure that they can keep a record of all the nastiness that you're into so that they can eventually use it against you yeah oh you're gonna vote against us Uh, i'm gonna let everyone know you're porn well go right the fuck on ahead (laughs) (laughs) i am not important enough That was uh, like uh, one of those fake spam emails that comes in that threatens that they have photos of you masturbating at a porn site and they have photos of what you were looking at and uh, photos of you like making an O face while masturbating looking at it and they're going to send it to everybody in your contacts or whatever. You know, they give you one of those kinds of warnings. It was like, like, well... (laughs) <laughs> it's like, uh, well, I guess grandma better get ready because I paid you shit. <laughs> right. It's like one of those things where you're like, you think about it for a moment and you're like, would I really be embarrassed enough by that that I should even try and make this stop? <laughs> you know, too late. I already did that. What? Yeah, I did it myself. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally screen capped it and sent it to everyone I know because I'm yeah. a Luddite. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dummy. <laughs> Clip. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah. But I mean... <laughs> (laughs) Okay, right. Everybody likes sex. 
And if they don't like sex, then they have their own thing that they're into that is just as kinky and weird. That is the equivalent of those of us that do like sex, right? Sure. Yeah. Everybody has their own little deep, dark secrets and their own little things that they feel like they should be ashamed of. But I'm here to tell you, folks, as long as you've got those lines of everybody that is involved is consenting and an adult of sound mind, it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. No one should have any problems there. Unless you're like really fantasizing about hurting someone against their will and or consent. And then, you know, maybe you should talk to somebody about that and work through some of that. Yeah. Then you should probably find out what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Because there are plenty of people out there that will actually let you spank them, you know, of their own free will. They'll get into it. (laughs) They want you to do it. (laughs) Right. There are some other people out there, too, that include, you know, getting punched in the face with having sex. They're into that. You can find them. And it's a consenting thing that you guys agree upon at the start of it all. You have safe words for that sort of thing. And it's totally fine. And you know what? If you don't want to do any of that and you want to look at porn of people that are doing that or consenting, you don't have to feel bad about that either. No matter what anybody says, <laughs> let's stop fucking stigmatizing just being the loner dude who's masturbating or the loner person, I should say, that's masturbating. Let's stop stigmatizing that as well. Everybody just fucking enjoy your fucking life and don't judge anybody else. And let's all just have a good fucking time. All right. Get off your porn soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> but it's serious. Like, I just don't understand why everybody has such a fucking hang up over all of this shit. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me i just i can't fathom it you know what i'm saying yeah it's just i think they're i don't know man people just like to be in other people's business yeah that's kind of what it boils down to and it's really really fucking sad because like we have turned being busy bodies into a political career yeah like we're so fucking so fucking we live such a fucking short time on this planet Mm -hmm. we get such little time to just really be happy and enjoy ourselves and yet so many of us waste so much time trying to suck what little joy most people have out of their lives and i just can't fucking fathom it it just it just perplexes me dude you know (laughs) and it's a perfect story to do with this fucking movie because it all kind of works together with the hang-ups people have with sex yep pretty much (laughs) let's pull the ripcord on all this shit i'm gonna play the ending legion promo and when we come back i'm gonna have tiger army on the pirate radio edit with as the cold rain falls right after this if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell mean power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero go show Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
Jesus H. Fucking Christ! What a downer of a fucking episode this has turned out to be. Yeah. Well, it seems like that's probably going to be what this is going to be for the next few weeks of this first movie in this box set city indication. <laughs> well, I will promise the folks out there that are interested that there will be some horse fucking eventually in this box set. Because it's a thing. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. And I'm not hitting the fucking thing on that. I'm not. I'm just Aww. not going to do it. Uh, no, no, I'm not. But, I'm not going to click it. But it's, it's horse sex. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sakes. Okay, so show housekeeping. Let's just get this fucking episode over with. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Discord chat. That's where you can get a hold of us. Instagram. That's where you get all the fucking memes. Those memes then get shared to the Facebook page, Cinema Psyops. Then to the group on Facebook for the show, Cinema Psyops, all aptly named for the show, Cinema Psyops. I'm Court Psyops. So then it gets shared there to my main feed of my main fucking page on my profile. You can email me feedback if you don't know anything about what I'm talking about and or are confused about anything having to do with this show. Also, if you are someone who has no idea what was going on in this film, you are way too young to be listening to this show and give your parents my email and apologize to them for me, please. CinemaSyopsCourt at gmail.com. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me and then apologize to her for me. There are no kids listening to this show. We're not cool enough for kids. We are so not cool enough for kids. <laughs> While you're out there being way too cool for us, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, start recording on your side. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Alright, anytime now. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, my Skype went black for a minute, and now I am recording. One, two, three, and we're good. <laughs> Alright, everything looks good on your side? Yep. Alright, uh, you said nine clips in total. Those are all loaded, and uh, you did Whirlpool from the Laraz box set? That is correct. Alright, fuck it. Let's get this over with. Fuck it, chuck it, football. Uh, sure. I'm gonna play the opening theme and get high like usual, so here we go. Awesome. That's what I was All getting right. at. I thought I was segueing for you, but you needed more ham-handed. Then let's start it. All right. Holy shit. You calm down over there. <laughs> You're getting crazy. Hold on. Let me have a, another sip of coffee so I can get on your level. Oh, that's brilliant. Fucking creepy little British shithead. All right. Anyway. He's uh, just creepy. Then... Being British has nothing to do with it. It just doesn't help. I Well, you know what? Just trust me. The British are going to be fine if I make fun of them for a little bit. All right. They've had a lot of good years. Okay. They could take a few dicks. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll cautiously <laughs> let you proceed. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I think that's the last British joke I have in this. Well, maybe and, in my scenario, I'm Dexter and I'm hunting the hunters. 
maybe, maybe. maybe. We can it's keep like, going what's, now. I'm gonna shut the. They fuck might up. be like, "Hey, what if I'm a psychopath, dude? Like, what are the chances we're both psychopaths?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, a hitchhiker who only kills the people who pick him up gets picked up by a a killer who only <laughs> kills the people that he gives rides to. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Right, There's a on. movie. That's actually a TV show from Masters of Horror that Larry Cohen did. It's actually pretty good. But anyway, yeah. let's move. No, on. yeah, I know. I I, I saw that one. Uh, that's why I was like, "Hey, that's a show." Um, all right, so nobody fucking outtakes. Jesus Christ! I know, right? Holy fuck! Uh, we started late anyway. We gotta get this tightened up. We can move on. We can move on. All right. Did I just lose well, you? <laughs> no, I'm here. Okay. I was I was just seeing if you had anything to say. All right. Uh, so. Oh, I apologize. You know, I wasn't paying attention. So that'll just uh, be an outtake. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm just injecting Schadenfreude straight into my fucking arm, just reviewing all the stuff that was going on in the house this last week and a half. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. You caught me enjoying now all that Schadenfreude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, shit happened. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, God. All right, fuck, now I'm lost. Uh, uh, let's see here. Fuck, man. All right. Okay, uh... They're being way too cool for us. Kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. (laughs) All right. And I've stopped recording.